0: You know, uh, if you eat bread, it goes to your hips, right?
1: Hell yeah, man! I'm already dragging a wagon. Might as well add a couple extra cars.
0: <laughs> well, I just cold, I just cold opened you. Welcome to Couch on Fire Podcast. Oh goddammit. Um, this episode actually is not going to be what you think it is. We're going to do that after this epi- after this quick this quick fifteen to twenty minute episode. Oh boy! Um. So. Alex is spending some time with his family so I wanted to do a uh, a regular couch on fire podcast episode with you as well as okay. our, as well as our game of thrones th- series that we've been uh, that we've been uh, trugging along on um <clears throat> let me clear my throat so, right,
1: so what's the plan for today what what's on so what's on the menu
0: I wanted I've been wanting to talk about to someone about this topic and I, you know I've recently watched the Oscars and you know, it's obviously movie-related, so what better person than you, obviously, because, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about movies all the time, We, you know. um, But I wanted your like, what is your thought on, like, the generations of actors? Like, do you think there was a certain generation or time period where the actors were better than they are than other time periods? Or do you think, like – like, I was wondering because I was, like, watching the Oscars – and by the way, they sucked – but I was walking. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, well, do you think like the '80s had more actors than the '90s? Even though they're they're still alive, it's just they did more movies, or I don't know. You, you hear what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what you're what you're asking, and I don't really think so. I think it, we're we're kind of in a very similar like classic radio situation. You know, where yeah. you pull up the oldies station on the radio, and it's like, oh, there used to be all these great songs, and now you put on modern radio, and it's garbage what a lot of people don't realize is those classic songs are like the top 1% of the entire like 50s through the 80s and then there's this 99% of just absolute dog shit when people like when when people look back at um at the fucking 80s and movies and shit they think of like The Godfather I don't even know if that came out in the 80s or not they think of, like, The Godfather and Taxi Driver and these amazing movies with top-tier talent and amazing writing and everything. They don't see, like, fucking Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, starring Sylvester Stallone and all this complete fucking garbage because it just falls to the wayside. It gets forgotten unless it's one of those, like, so bad it's good, like The Room or something like that. Yeah. But I don't think there's necessarily better or worse actors. I think that the actors who are great in the 80s suck dick now. I don't think Robert De Niro's done anything good in about 10 years.
0: Well, I I don't think it's because... I agree with you with that. I, I definitely don't think it's because they suck now. I just think they made their money. And they're just mm-hmm. like, whatever. I don't really fucking need this shit. So, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I do think... I don't, it's not that I don't think the, the talent is better now than it was before or vice versa. I feel I, I see what you're saying. I definitely agree that you know every generation well the, the movie I feel like the reason why older movies are better is because they get to sit a little bit longer. So here's an example. you know I was born in the, in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s but I really didn't you know I didn't really fall in love with movies until the early 2000s. And mm-hmm. there was a movie that came out in the late '90s, early 2000s. It wasn't big. It didn't really. Well, at the time, it didn't have big names. But eventually, those actors became a little bit bigger. But I love this movie. It's called um, SLC Punk, and a lot of people don't know about this movie. But it's literally about just the punk scene in in um, Utah with with Mormons, like how okay or, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's basically so it had. Um, so I had what's his face from um what is it? He was he was in Role Models. He was also in um forgetting Sarah Marshall, that tall Ophi guy. He was also in Knocked Up. Um he's part of that
1: group. Oh, Keith David.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the tall guy, the really funny. Yeah. So he was in it. He paid you know, he was in it and then there was also uh the guy from Casper from the '90s he was in a movie with Christina Ricci. He played Casper. That, oh, the ghost! Yeah, the ghost that, that 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 little boy that was in Little Giants too. Yeah, he was in it. And then uh, Matthew Lillard was like the main star of it because you know he was somewhat of a name then, and he kind of grew up, got a little bit more bigger. Matthew Lillard. And um, but it was just it was just a good movie, but it just it didn't resonate. So I kind of see what you're saying. There was obviously those groundbreaking movies with like Robert De Niro or like you know mm-hmm. Titanic things like that um, but then like oh, Gone with the Wind I mean these are groundbreaking movies but these little movies just kind of fell between the cracks And um, I, th- but I just think people are re- resonating towards them now than they would you know
1: just well some- I w- I would, I would say there's both what I mentioned before and there's also a lot of movies these days aren't really set up in the same way that they were back in the 80s 80s had a lot of stand like 70s 80s 90s had a lot of standalone like slow paced epic drama kind of movies. Yeah. That really let the let the actor kind of stretch their muscles a little bit. Yeah. And nowadays I feel more movies are going closer to like going for series or going for these long form action films or something like that. And the only times we have these kind of slow paced drama movies are either just biopics which are a waste of fucking time mm-hmm. or they get like the like redheaded stepchild's worth of budget and acting talent you know like every disaster movie that comes out these days about some <laughs> ship that gets lost at sea and only this elite crew like fucking the, the, one of the women from she used to be an NCIS or something there was some Chile mining movie about those miners that got oh, lost in, yeah. in Chile yeah
0: that's what you're talking about it's
1: like you know hey you know she's hot you know maybe it'll be a good movie complete waste of fucking time <laughs> Whereas, if, so I feel like if something like that was done back in the 80s, it would have like a proper script to it. It would get better acting talent. Like those movies were more in demand back then. I think the market ha- for movies has shifted in the late 2000s. For better or worse, I couldn't tell you. But just the types of movies that are being done these days, well, so- at least on, on like the main scale, it's, it's much different.
0: So here, here's, a couple ver- here's a couple things that I think really, really changed changed everything. For one, mm-hmm. so in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even, you could probably even say 80s, movie theaters mm-hmm. were renowned. That was, uh, you go to a movie theater to see a movie. Then the world of the internet happened where mm-hmm. you can torrent download movies before you can even go to a movie theater. Then mm-hmm. The whole streaming and everything on television. I mean, now, like, there's a big change where famous actors used to think that being on a TV show was the end of their career. And instead, but now, like, I, if I was a famous actor, I would rather sign a deal with Netflix and do a series and make millions than do one movie for one, for, you know, for two million, or I can make a series where okay. every episode I'm making a million. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, so that so that changed, so people are more doing the TV thing and less movie, but they're still actors, but it's just a little bit different. And I honestly feel like the generation, so you were saying, you know, so 90s it seemed like a big bloom of action movies came out. 80s, you know, towards the end of the 80s, it was like nothing but action. You got John Claw Van Dam, you got Roadhouse, which is one of the, hands down, the best action movie ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a cheesy, good, you got all these action movies and then there was a, you know, there's a certain time. There was a big zombie horror movie thing, and now I think we're in the era of remakes. I think people are. It's not that they're running out of ideas. They're just like, wow, that made so much money with the low budget that it had. We can give it a little bit more budget and see if we can make even more money now. And I think that's- I think
1: it's 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 both that and with the massive like the massive increase in the cost of what it takes to make a movie. Uh-huh. I I feel like movie publishers and production houses and stuff are going towards safer things that already have an established audience Mm -hmm. rather than trying to create this brand new movie out of nothing that might sell might not but it's still going to cost like a hundred million dollars if you want to do it right
0: yeah i mean do you do you think we're uh people are running out of ideas for movies
1: oh absolutely i mean the i'm not sure if it's if we're running out specifically right now but it's definitely something that's happening I mean the human mind is only capable of holding so many thoughts and ideas um,
0: my biggest thing is though we have the greatest like we don't have to come up with movies because we have the greatest source material it's called books you know how many books are made yeah. out there there's so many books in the world Over, like, so many amazing books so many amazing books that can be turned into a movie that could be turned into a television show. That can be turned into something, and like you know, and I understand that no matter what you do, if you take something that was already made, either if it was on paper or video, people are going to compare it. But I mean, you don't have to run out of ideas. There's so many different things you could do out there. But I definitely feel like uh, I don't know the talent. The talent's well, still good, but I do feel like.
1: You feel like it's being underutilized, maybe.
0: I do. I feel like. Right, let me. I, I feel like some actors cherry pick. Like I feel like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio would never be in Knocked Up too, but yet he'll he'll nah. he'll only want to do movies that are Oscar award winning.
1: <laughs> well, that 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 does really lead to a chicken and the egg kind of question. Do you think that certain actors only gravitate towards certain Oscar bait movies, looking for the award, or do you think that? the type of movies that they like to do are the only thing that the Academy takes seriously.
0: I definitely feel like the serious actors that we, we really like, they they definitely take movies. like There's there's a couple types of actors. There's actors that love doing indie films. They're cheap, they're mm-hmm. more personal, and they just like doing things like that. Then there's the actors that just don't give a shit. They want a paycheck, so they'll be in everything. I love mm-hmm. you, Paul Rowe. Rudd, but you're pretty much in every <laughs> fucking movie out there. Or Kevin Hart, Jesus Christ. Mm.
1: <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh, poor Kevin. Yeah,
0: he's just um he's definitely in it to uh, you know. I don't know, Dwayne The Rock. He's I, th- I think he's doing a lot of movies. My boy Dwayne. He's doing a lot of, you know. He's a, he's the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our generation. He's definitely doing um he's doing his thing. But I do think the the really good actors that we miss like like I just said, I keep using Lino DiCaprio because he's the first one that comes to my mind. But him, I mean, you have so many, like Tom Hanks, you haven't seen these actors. But they, they only do, like, one movie every three years. But it, it has to be, like, an Oscar award-winning thing. No one's, like, stepping out trying to just, you know, you don't see cameos anymore like they used to. Or you don't see, like, a Turner and Hooch 2 from Tom Hanks. Or something funny where they just make it for fun.
1: I think maybe they're worried about damaging their brand. Yeah, maybe. Like as actors, because I mean, you think of Tom Hanks, you think of like an emotional, sympathetic main character. Yeah. You don't really think of you don't really. He's not really Forrest Gump anymore, so to speak. No, I know. You know, if, <laughs> I mean, it's, as funny as that would be, a Forrest Gump two these days. Uh, I'm not sure that would go over too well, but it would be fun to see. Uh, my God, that that is a really tough question though, because I've honestly given it some thought myself. Like, does the academy just like is is the academy and the certain theater chains and stuff are they kind of pushing these types of movies accidentally or on purpose because they always snub these fantastic films that are just in kind of obscure genres mm-hmm. like i don't know if you saw either of them but uh, there are two amazing horror movies that came out this year one of them's called hereditary and i've been busting your ass to watch it for a long time i know i know um and then there's this other one, it was actually a remake of a 1978 Italian horror film called Suspiria, that was probably one of the most intense and distressing movies I've ever seen, both of which had these amazing performances in them. Uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary, and I forget what her name is, she played like the monk in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever the hell her name is. She did an amazing job in Suspiria, played three separate characters, including an elderly man. And if, you, if I didn't look that shit up on IMDb, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, but they were both completely snubbed by the Oscars.
0: Well, let me tell you something about the Oscars. Um, I was always on the assumption, I don't watch them every year. Because I just – I don't know. Mm-hmm. The older I get though, I, I still – I watch start watching local news and shit like that. I am getting old. Um, yeah, the Water Channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. I thought the Oscars were a celebration of good movies or good entertainment. So I watched the Oscars and okay so they have best supporting actor, best supporting actress. They have best actor mm-hmm. and best actress. Then they have all this weird shit in between like best music ensemble, best, you know, you know and this is okay, this is true. So best music and best music, best wardrobe, best um, you know, graphic design. These are things I understand. But where there was no best comedian, there was no best horror film or any I've never seen anything about a horror film these are genres mm-hmm. of movies that are still out there like these are you know there's best writer which is great but there should be best you know there should be best direct like there was there was no one nominated for horror films or anything there was no I don't know it's just and then comedies comedies are still a thing out there there's <clears throat> there should be best movie hands down best actor best supporting actor and there should be you know best actor in a comedy or best actor in a horror movie, best actress in a horror movie. They there's so many awards they could do besides the I understand the they played music and that's great. But there's they're missing out on so huge abroad that people don't want to watch it. And they, they did awards for best foreign films, which is that's fine. You mm-hmm. wanna do you know, you know, that's that's great that you wanna celebrate other foreign films. But what about the genre like you know you just mostly did drama drama mm-hmm. is pretty much everything all the actors and actresses were in a drama it was like
1: well that's that's because it's drama is the universal language of cinema i mean comedy is very subjective and each country has a different its own style yeah like for me I, i've never found japanese humor particularly funny like even stuff that people just fucking dying laughing at screaming and crying and everything yeah, it's okay. You know, it's it wasn't a waste of my time. Um, German humor doesn't fucking exist, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> so, com- comedy is pretty much is out there, and the same thing with horror. Like cultural perceptions of what's scary vary from country to country. Um,
0: well, they should have like, like they should. So, what they should do because nowadays you don't even have to win an Oscar to to be like you know Academy Award nominee you know Jennifer Lawrence is in this film okay she's just a nominee but she has that title now so imagine mm-hmm. like if they just put like two american horror films and then four other horror films in a category but they're from like japan england or somewhere else mm-hmm. or canadian or you know mexico but then in the end i hate to say it but you know we would probably win whoever voted for it but they still were nominated and still involves other countries. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just... I don't know,
1: man. Have you have you seen some of these Japanese horror movies? Like uh, The Grudge? The, the,
0: the original Grudge from ja- uh, Japan I have not seen. But I've seen the remake, the U.S. remake. And that was... Probably,
1: oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably pretty bad. But the original is, is fantastic. You really need well, to see it. And I mean, you—you for—you for one should be open to more international horror because you're the one who got me to try High Tension, which is a French film.
0: Well, I like. Um, speaking of Japanese horror, I mean, oh, Boy. I mean,
1: yeah, I know. think that's Korean, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was very racist. Um, <laughs> no, they're all exactly the same. <laughs> but no, but uh, um, no, I mean that—that's a good one. There's a. I mean, this is more of a comedy horror, but it's definitely a UK horror, and it's Shaun of the Dead. Oh,
1: absolutely! Any, any of Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy is—they're oh, yeah. fantastic movies. But um, to to kind of give you a tentative answer as to why there is no best horror category, I feel like the Academy Awards and Oscars and Emmys and all that shit are more celebrating cinema as entertainment rather than art. That's why you never really see any art house films or anything that really kind of probes the darker side of humanity, like horror movies really really heavy like nc-17 kind of dramas art house films anything that's just like this is weird and it makes me uncomfortable fucking stop it they're just they're not interested because that doesn't really it's not good ratings you know there's not really anything you can like what can you show like those little clips before the awards and stuff what can you really show from something like high tension which i have come around on i think it's a good movie stupid ending but
0: Uh, like what what i mean i get there well, one day we'll do a horror – like yeah. a, all of summer will probably be horror. <laughs> because, probably. Because there's so much we can go there. Um, so, yeah. well, I, I understand what you're saying. Like what could they show? I mean, you know, if – see, the, see then, then the Oscars shouldn't be – so the Oscars have this weird thing around them where they're they're the top dog. But that's not entirely true because okay, so you're saying you know horror or even a lot of action films don't get nominated for, um, you know, Oscars that much anymore. So Mm -hmm. there's other there's other awards out there. There's the Scream Awards. That's all horror. Then there's the Man Award. There's like this. I think I forget who did it. FX or somebody did uh the Man Awards. Oh, I think that was Spike. Spike, Spike yeah. TV. Yeah. So yeah. they they did that for a while. It was just basically just celebrating action movies, you know, just you know, just mm-hmm. straight action movies. So there's other award things, but they're all cel- They're all just like like the MTV Movie Awards. They kind of celebrate more. You know, those are just little things, but to like to the world, it seems like the Oscars are just like it's like being a three star Michelin, you know, chef. If you have an Oscar, yeah. It's like it's
1: the, you're you're not like you're not. Um... You're not important enough if you don't have an Oscar or something like that. You're kind of taken less seriously.
0: And you know, it doesn't have to be hard, but I just always feel bad. Like, you know, like Jim Carrey. He worked so hard. He's been. He's a great Mm -hmm. comedian. He even. But he wanted an Oscar, so he started trying to be more serious. And you know, it's like, man, you have to some. You have to change who you are to get an award. Now
1: I'm kind of a. I'm kind of of two minds on that because, I mean, it does suck that he's not being recognized for his genuine comedic talent. Like, his timing and his impressions and everything are always spot on. But him changing, trying to win an Oscar did also make some amazing dramatic films. Like, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Um, Was he in Train Spotting or was that someone else?
0: That was someone else.
1: That was someone else? But even still, like, Sunshine.
0: Was that Ewan McGregor and... um...
1: That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Somebody, some. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, no, I mean, what was it? I like number twenty three. That was. I don't think I've
1: ever seen that one.
0: That was. Uh, it was kind of like um, that. That movie with uh, Johnny Depp and Al Pacino.
1: No, nah, still not, still nothing. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah, but anyway, no. Um, so Jim Carrey was in it was kind of suspenseful, kind of horror because it's just very scary, but it was very suspenseful. Um, movie called uh, Number Twenty Three, and he it's just how everything in his life added up to twenty three, and he just got so consumed by this book that was like that kept saying. We'll take your birthday, divide it by this, and then look, it's 23. Or take your birthday, how many days you have left to live, you get—you know, it'll be 23. It's just weird. It was a weird thing. He just became obsessed with the number 23, and he wrote it all over his body. It's just, it's a weird film. Hmm. Um, it was one of those, like, I worked at Blockbuster, let me rent it.
1: Yeah, you know, might as well yeah. while you're just sitting there.
0: That's kinda like, okay. It's kind of like that movie, 1408. I just fucking hate that movie, but I, I still... Oh, <laughs>
1: they butchered a really good book.
0: Well, well, it's because John Cusack butchered that really good book. I didn't mind Samuel Jackson, but John Cusack, I don't like some I don't like John Cusack unless he's holding a radio.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of overrated. I find I've never really seen anything yeah. of his that I'm but, a huge fan of.
0: But I just wanted to get your take on this whole generation. Yeah, what
1: what was thing. this even? <laughs> what was this conversation even about? We started talking about fucking horror well, movies and
0: well well, we always resort to horror movies. It's kind of like, it's crazy. Um, no, I, you know, I, I've been wondering for a while, like, is it me, you know, cause I always wanted to know if it was just me that thought that, you know, maybe the talent is different or maybe the world, you know, maybe the world's just changing and I just can't believe it's changing. Or maybe this is so just, kind of... this is what generations do. Maybe our parents, when they were young, were like, wow, you know, like, you know, Clint Eastwood was, was... The,
1: the pictures are, uh, the pictures are changing, you know, they're yeah. not, uh,
0: they're not the same.
1: I miss the days before they had color.
0: Yeah, see, it's you know? just maybe that's just life. And then you know our kids will grow when we get older, and they have new stuff. Maybe we'll be like, man, mm-hmm. the talent just sucks nowadays. It used to be mm-hmm. we used to have Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I just yeah, I, I I'm definitely I agree with you. I'm I kind of worried about the same thing for a while. It's like, are we seeing the end of the golden era of film? You know, is everything from now on just going to be just garbage?
0: I think – and I and I told you this on a previous podcast that me and you did about uh, the TV, Netflix, and VHS thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think what's happening – and I agree. I think uh, there will be movies, but they. I feel like mo- actors will make more movies if they don't go straight to um, – if they don't go to the movie theater. Sandra Bullock made Bird Box. Didn't go to the movie theater, but look how much it made.
1: Mm-hmm
0: just well you can't really look how much they made because netflix doesn't really show but how many people watch that you know it's just kind of i think that's what's happening right now i feel like you know two companies that are on the rise are just netflix and amazon they're both doing something great i mean hulu's there i think amazon you know prime has their thing and it's just i don't know this was this was a interesting podcast i'm glad you hopped on to do this one with me
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I like I like talking about this kind of weird, esoteric shit every yeah. once in a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm going to keep this one a short one, but thank you, Griffin, for coming on here and talking a little bit about the Grammys and some actor stuff and movie things. Mm-hmm. I love hearing your take Always on Always a pleasure, life. boss. Um, Griffin and I will be continuing our Game of Thrones episodes on Sunday, so definitely check us out.
1: Peace.